<laughs> I can. can. What time oh. do you need to be out of here, Drew? Three. Got plenty of time. Okay. Yeah, we're doing the lunchtime podcast. Is Drew's got to go see Boys the Men tonight? Yeah. Where are they playing? Uh, well, the Backstreet Boys are playing <laughs> at that. Alfredo. It's not. What is it now? It's not Verizon. Is it Ameris? Yeah, the Backstreet Boys. But where are the Insane Clown Posse playing? <laughs> Oh, they're at the dive bar next door, so we're just going to go see Backstreet Boys and then hop over to ICP. That's silly. That's so. quite That's quite the genre flip right there. <laughs> Bring your Fago. I don't think ICP would play anywhere in Alpharetta. <laughs> no. I don't know. Might have to sure. go up to coming or something, right? <laughs> Maybe. That's fair. That's fair, yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, lunchtime podcast. We're here Wednesday lunchtime, so we're... Right, smack dab in the middle of trail update. September twentieth. Yep. So how's it going this week? Sucks. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Two and a half days into leaf blowing and weed, weed eating, eating for hedge you guys. trimming. Yeah. yeah. It's great. Everything? Not everything, just a working list. Yeah. <clears throat> we got it looking pretty good, me and Jason. Um probably Need to get the process a little more dialed, maybe more thought out. But I think with the second weed eater harness coming in, we could knock some stuff out real quick. Yeah. So we are getting close to the edge of less weed eating, more mm-hmm. leaf blowing. Yep. Which is not much more fun, but it goes by a little faster than just weed eating and blowing. Well, we considered that and went a little hard mm-hmm. on the bushwhacking we'll just push it back hopefully this will be the last one and then it's leaf blown season. it might be it's been chilly the leaves should start to turn in the next week or two it comes and goes fast it's surprising sometimes you're just like you see a couple colors start showing yeah and then you see all the colors and the random last year like a random storm came through right as like all the colors were popping like a heavy rainstorm will knock like, them down yeah. fast mm-hmm. kind of ruined it mm-hmm fast sometimes yeah getting into prime camping season yeah and cool like probably high 60s by 8 p.m and my truck read 54 yesterday morning Ooh, that's mm-hmm. nice been wearing nice. hoodies yeah it's a epic 54 that was on your long commute to work in the morning yeah <laughs> i travel <laughs> my journey across the parking lot yeah uh, my uh what do you call it the long, the long journey. Fifty four is nice. Lot. That's windows open, fans going, and it's pretty good weather for you right there. I saw how my AC cranking. <laughs> <laughs> just I wake under up like three freezing blankets. in the trailer, and it's awesome. <laughs> so, nice. what have you been working on? You, you're on the updates to the climb trail, lower squat rack, and everything. How's that coming? Good, good. I'm about. Getting close to halfway through finishing that finished work in the machine. Where, like, where are you at? I got you. So I will, I'm down in the creek. I'm like right past where the creek the is. The low point of the road or whatever. Mm-hmm. Okay. Because yep. I walked it. I saw where it was, where it was cleared. Well, I didn't walk it. I was, I took an e bike lap, went up the road, and I saw it was like cleared going up to other piece. So I just, I didn't see that other part down by the creek yet. So where yep. it goes into the woods a little bit more there. Yeah. Yeah. But the, the climb is longer than the descent is a little bit mellower 
and we're doing uh top side drain the entire way so it's been taking a little bit longer but hopefully long term it'll be very good yeah just very a little nice. experimentation pulling some inspiration from our trip a little experimentation but one where we know the outcome can only be positive yeah when we redid the middle part let's call the middle part of squat rack upper part of lower squat rack last time and the old switchbacks became drainage on the inside where you could do like yeah. do top side drains to all that and everything like it works so much better it managed rain and like water so much better like lower yeah. lower squat rack stays in great shape now well the from the road up stays in pretty damn good shape overall mm-hmm. the drain it's like the drainage on this new section is like 10 times better than that still like that drainage got a lot better but mm-hmm. still not a hundred percent perfect mm-hmm. that's all right so this drainage this drainage should be unless we get some weird um spring that pops up in the middle of the trail uh, it should be yeah. perfect nice yeah uh it's looking more like highlands trails has like that elevated look but it's just yeah. ditched on both sides so ditch um, and all the dirt went on the trail which actually works out really good and so just it's like raised the whole trail it's a defined area where the water can be and it's not that destructive nice hopefully yep we'll see how that goes yep we're about to get started finishing that right behind you yeah you guys are done with you're blowing yep jason blew off air supply this morning the big big news for the week <laughs> it's a good one Got all the well, most of the grass. That one can take a while, and there's a lot of pebbly stuff that generates on air supply. The shittiest job that needs to be done out here is blowing air supply. It's just so big, and it's so many climbs. (laughs) It's a steep (laughs) hike with a backpack on and everything too. Yeah, the berms suck. Going up some of the lips suck, and just it's hard. And it's exposed, so it does build up a lot of just like dusty, gravelly stuff on it. So when you're blowing, mm-hmm. you're just always fighting that. Yeah. You don't look too dusty though, Jason. Okay. Yeah. He got. Yeah. You just did air supply, right? Yeah. I'm dusty because, uh, shuttle trail, and Armucci was pretty dusty. Plus, with the wind tunnels, and Armucci it acts like just, a wind yeah, tunnel. Yeah, Armucci just holds the dust in there. It doesn't, like, it can't get blown away. Well, you blow it going downhill, and then the dust cloud goes back uphill. Just, yeah. And just constantly walking in it. It's Is that, great. like, a good blow? Did you get a lot of the inside of the rocks out, or do we need to take a rake through there? I'll walk through with a rake tomorrow if you want. Uh, <clears throat> Yeah. That was another rock, thing I was considering, like. Rocks generate on that pretty fast. Yeah, I have the the acoustic sound dampening uh noise cancellation headphones just no music in it mm-hmm. so i'm just in there with my thoughts so <laughs> yeah i think when we're leaf blowing it yeah we should probably keep note of where like the rock patches are and then just go break them out shovel, shovel them out or whatever yeah, yeah. it would be a lot easier than sitting there with a leaf blower pinned for 10 minutes sometimes i'll kick it and blow it kick it and blow it that helps spread it out with the blower but there's times where you're like yeah i'm just gonna leave this and a rake and a shovel and you just toss it like five seconds real quick yeah i always try and get it with my foot because the rake like you can't get the perfect finish with 
with the rake where you can with the leaf blower. No, that's true. But like, um, there are some sections though where like it's impossible. Yeah, and like Armucci's got had some rocks mm. built up on it too. Like I don't, it's the probably the high side walls just like eroding down still. Um, Plus, then, we have spots on the trail that is the soil type of just pebbly rocks. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And can't so as you keep it. working tires, just more pebbles just kick yeah. up and build up and everything. So, I mean, I was standing when you're raking it, trying to get it ready. It's just like, when are you going to stop chasing rocks? Because there's always going to be rocks in the dirt. Yep. Yep. But it maybe does. We, maybe we try a hard rake in a, in a broom. Yeah. It might work pretty good for getting just a scrabbly stuff. Getting it's, the scrabbly stuff off. It's nice to just try to, trying to keep it as smooth and like rock free as possible, which it's as possible because it's never gonna be fully achievable. But since it is a beginner's trail, like yeah. it's one of those things that makes it easier. We'll to have surface. to uh, what? experiment with the bristle type. Because mm -hmm. I think our push broom is a bit aggressive. It's pretty stiff. Um Probably need like a softer one or something to get that finish that y'all are probably wanting. Yeah, we're doing the uh, the vape shuffle right now. Oh, while it's charging, <laughs> bunch of nicotines in here. Uh huh. What does that even mean? <laughs> it's okay. I'm a caffeine. Uh, dude, you don't even get the protein generation like I do. No one's gonna know what you're talking about. <laughs> but enough people will, and that's like <laughs> the people sitting right here. That's funny. Oh man. So what have you been up to, Blair? Band updates. Oh, here they come. They're pretty good. Will's talking shit. It doesn't look very good. Shut up. Shut up. It does too. You've been working on it all morning. He comes in and you're feeling good about it and then shit on him and now he's in his feels. Nah, I don't care. It looks uh, good, man. It does look yeah. it looks pretty good. Part of the journey isn't just that. Like that part came together fast. Like um pulling the seats out's easy, right? Taking all the wires out's not that isn't that hard. You had but, a lot of wires you pulled out. Pulled a, I mean every wire basically. Um except for like the lights in the ceiling that's still up. Yeah, like every wire got pulled out, all that got cut. Um all the old solar charger stuff came out and everything. But um then it's like putting stuff back together. So um first priority because i was like all the seats were pulled out so i could pull the fuse box out from under the driver's seat and that's where like my alternator charger was going so wire that up to the wiring and it was working before it i pulled it all up out and everything like that so wire that back up how it previously been wired just in better location turn on the the van just to test it like make sure the alternator wire is still charging green light comes on and it's charging like a battery i threw in the back it's not like so that's the start of it right you're like this, this was working before so like, you chase it all down and you're like, trying to figure out like what's changed since then um so you have to go through like that remove this uh this fuse basically okay that's not broken it's connected directly to that it's still not turning on and had to chase that all the way out to like the front of the van where like right off the terminal block for the positive power there's like an 80 amp fuse probably had gotten blown on the road trip when we were accidentally like hitting wires together in the van the ones that like chance had chewed apart and like pop, made a big old pop and a an arcing sound and everything like that so probably popped that fuse then yeah so i just took that fuse out and the wires just currently ran straight to the negative block that's good i have there's safe 
There's a hundred amp fuse switch farther back down the line, okay. and, and before the alternator charger, that's just an <laughs> extra backup. Okay, so there is a like a sixty or hundred amp fuse switch back there. Um, uh, but so I had to figure that out. I'm like, okay, now that's working. Boom, it's charging the batteries. Now the like the driver's seat can go back in. So it means I like mount that, start wiring everything up while it's mounted. And what's fun is is it's tight, and there's more of a like a chassis harness under the driver's seat as well so you're trying to get like a wire in and you're trying to screw the thing in to hold that wire in place and you drop the screw and it goes like all the way down underneath and then you gotta spend 20 minutes with like tongs and tweezers trying to get down under all the wiring <laughs> to get the one screw that you don't have a backup for because i walked drew's entire fucking shop and checked every fucking drawer and cabinet that he had loose screws and bolts in and couldn't find a matching one so it's been another 20 minutes finally got it out with some tweezers and get that in do that like two other times with two other screws on accident because you can't keep up with your shit um and then get it all back together and you get four of the six i told you this morning you get four of the six bolts in on the back of the seat and you go to slide the seat backwards so you can get the front two bolts to finish it up and the seat won't slide all the way back because you misran one of the wires that goes to the um your airbag sensor basically and it's getting caught on the bracket. So you have to take the seat all the way back off and disconnect that wire and reconnect it the right way and then reattach the seat completely again. But you got the thing that you were trying to do done, right? But you I got just it had done. A, a shit ton of extra it steps. It just took like three extra hours because it was just yeah. like a bunch of stupid bullshit where, like, when you finish, you're like, I'm glad that's done. Mm hmm. Like, I'm satisfied that it's done. I'm really, really frustrated. Let's just move on to the next section now. Yeah. <laughs> so that was, like, part of the journey of it. So once I got all of that worked out, and then I got cut the wood myself. I was pretty proud of that. I measured it up. For cut that it backing? Out. Yeah, for that backing. Screwed nice. that in, and then started wiring everything. So. Are you going to paint that back wall? Yeah. Well. After you put all the wiring on it? I mean, that's going to be in a box it's, it's going to be in a box in a cabinet hidden. that's going to be like a cabinet there's going to have wood that goes up to the left side and the red right side and it's gonna yeah be but a, what all the, like the wiring stuff's mounted on you mentioned painting that are you painting that or no um, i'm probably gonna put like a, a fire protect or like it, there's like fire protective backing that you're supposed to use everything's mounted via like plastic like bump offs and everything it's oh. meant to be mounted the way it is but everything like the wires aren't mounted. The wires are mounted to the um, like bus bars and stuff like that. So it's two screws holding the bus bars on right now. I didn't even put all four yeah. in. So I can just pull it off, paint it all, put that stuff on it, and put the bus bars back on. When I add the fourth battery, because I only have three batteries going right now, out of all the journeys, one of the batteries kicked the fucking bucket. I got to get it warranted. Three batteries are working well right now. Um, but th through all of that journey, when I had the fourth in, I'll probably have to like flip two things so the wires run right. Um, but yeah, I could still paint it and then remount everything. It's not yeah. too, too bad. And mount it like final mount it because I assume as I keep wiring and adding in stuff, things might Rather change a change, little bit. Yeah. Okay. So I'm not worried about that drastically, but um, but it was nice because I had like I got all that set up, ran the wires into it properly cranked up the van and now it's got alternator charging. So I got all 300 amp hours back there. Every time I drive somewhere, they're charging back up and I just have to wire the uh, solar charger controller down into it. But steps, like you made fun of like, what's that just white wire hanging? I was like, I was just testing it. Like I ran all the way up where the fuse box had power. I plugged the fridge into the fuse box 
and it powered the fridge on instantly. I was like, okay, that's a win. That means like the whole base setup's working as expected. So do I need to shorten some wire so it doesn't look as sloppy? I need to clean it up a little bit. Yeah, but it works. <laughs> it <laughs> does get, the thing. I'm just giving you shit. It looks pretty I good. I could hook the fan up, and the fan will actually work now because it's been like a week. How long has it been since the road trip? Like, no electronics in the back. <laughs> Two weeks. <laughs> Two weeks now. Week and a half. No, week, week and, and a half. half. No electronics in the back of the van have worked since the road trip. So, yeah, it may look a little messy in terms of a couple wires, but the big win was plug the fridge in and it turned on instantly so i can just start lights will work instantly right yeah so i can just start doing all the core wiring now and the rest like i know it's going to work up yep good. so good progress so it's good week. progress yep. yeah you're going to keep working on it throughout the weekend or are you, you going to take a little break uh, i'm going to keep working on it slowly um i need to get like the biggest thing i want to get running is a fan do you have any extra like um nope and electronic connectors not good ones and uh, not good ones i just need like uh like a little circle one like i can yeah i probably do i have a harbor freight pack back at the marietta house but it's not yeah like i got a harbor freight pack yeah i just need one of those little connectors two of them just because all i really want to wire is a fan because i'm going to yeah. wire the fan then it's like moving air at night and it's nice to sleep in it yeah and it's cooling off nicely again too so like that's the biggest thing but um I don't know. I told Drew, like, I, I might go work on it, but some of the wiring I can do, but I'm not in a state where, like, there's any massive deadline I have. So there's not like I have to stay up late at night every weekend trying to finish it. I can kind of, like, slowly progress. Yeah. Um, I mean, really, the two things is, like, if I can get my fan running and get, like, a USB port charged back in, then, like, those are essentials. Fridge is running, everything else. And then you just start adding in and planning your wiring runs after that. And so. then your walls and your roof mm -hmm. and your floor. The nice thing is, like, I do have templates for that. Yeah. I really need sink, sinks next, sink, um, and ceiling, so I can get like uh, ceiling and lights wired, mm -hmm. and then it kind of goes down. Like walls can come whenever ish. Yeah, just make sure you got your stuff that needs to be hidden, hidden. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. And then the walls will cap it off. Mm -hmm. The cabinets. Yeah. Yeah. Walls kind of like connect the floor and the ceiling. I think the ceiling should be up first because wiring comes down from the ceiling. Yeah. Kind of playing that around everything. Um, but I do, though, I have to pull the AC. I'm going to need some help with that. Oh, yeah. And I remember. <laughs> that's going to that's gonna be my next project. So I think I need help getting that big shelf out because the shelf over the bed's the big, long one, which is way heavier. I pulled the, the shelf over my, like, front area out myself i hit myself in the head pretty good with that bonk but i got that out by myself but the one over the bed's like the full length of the mattress so it's like 80 inches long mm -hmm. so that one i'll probably need some help with and then ceiling and i gotta reseal the ac so it stops leaking when it rains heavy yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> working through the priorities i mean that's about it yeah. and then start refinishing after that yep yeah well, I'll give you the, the inaccurate forecast while I have it pulled up. <laughs> Looking like uh, highs in the low 80s throughout the weekend, high of 83 on Saturday, lows in the high 50s, low, low of uh, 58 on Saturday. So should be a beautiful weekend for some camping, some riding. We got our camping spots. Prices changed recently so those are now at 25 dollars per night 
come on out, camp with us. I'll be out here. Flair might not be. Right. Okay. Will will be out here. He goes to bed at 745. <laughs> That's when the sun sets. <laughs> I'm, I'm, we'll be out here on and off, especially now that I got stuff going. Like I don't love driving back and forth even though like drew's place is still closer than like marietta like i still don't love driving back and forth to drew's like every night when i'm like working out here um that's my computer being annoying um but i don't love driving back every night it's just like not it just feels wasteful so as soon as i can start comfortably sleeping in the van which i'm basically there yeah. then i'm gonna be staying out here a lot more but I'm still, I'm like, you go to bed at 7.45, I'm out at like 8.30. <laughs> yeah. Hey, I stayed up late last night. Our disc golf update of the week. Played Drew's home course last night. Yeah. We both did atrocious. It yeah. Was, it was great. I was plus seven, he was plus eight. Mm-hmm. It was a terrible round. It was, it was a decent round. At least we're not but averaging bogey. The last like three holes, you couldn't see anything. It was just dark. <laughs> yeah, that we were fun. cutting it close. Yeah. What time was it? It's getting darker earlier. We finished at like 8.15. Yeah. Mm, I think I got back at 8.15. It was closer to like 7. No, it was at least 8 by the time we got done. I'm yeah. pretty sure. Need- Could be wrong on that. Maybe it was closer to like 7.50, but it was dark. Good light, round. Up, light up discs, light up baskets. Light up trees, light up fairways. Yeah, that'd be great. Yeah. I mean, it sounds... If you had a big open field, then yeah, that'd be cool. But in the trees, it'd in be already. Yeah. yeah, the first Not half so on your on that course would be pretty good, and then the the back nine is just all in the woods. <laughs> good luck. Yeah. But um, yeah, that was a fun one. That was a fun one. I like that course. Yeah, we'll I kinda, have to. I kind of like that better than um, Backberry. Backberry. It's got more variety. We should definitely go back where we're not rushing mm-hmm. to get through it, and we can just play normally. If we leave, daylight. if we leave like right at six, we'd be perfect. Or a weekend day, get some. Yeah, or an actual like chill. Day. Get some more people out there. Yeah, it'll be fun. Um, I we had talked about this on the road trip when we were posting about like different places we were playing. And I posted a video on like on my story of Drew like driving off on the uh, quad to put the frisbee <laughs> golf hole out there, and it's like people that have never responded to any of like the videos of biking or riding out here or anything like that over the past year and a half. And he posts uh, like one fifteen second, ten second clip of someone carrying a disc golf. Like I want to come throw. <laughs> like the draw and attraction that disc golf has with certain people is just freaking hilarious it, it's this whole own scene of itself and it's like yeah pretty funny yeah. interesting you got a pretty good three hole two basket round going right now you go from shop to the top hole then walk past to the rock the service rock and throw down to the lower hole and then throw from there back up to the the top hole it's pretty good, a little decent circuit, three hole, and you just, you know, however many rounds you want to play, you just throw that many discs. <laughs> Thing is, is uh, you got a bunch of like long boy holes out there. You need you need to find some technique, like some trees or something. Like you gotta well, like, find 
one yeah. obstacle. Something. I think something like, to force would, a particular shot is really mm-hmm. cool. Drew's been throwing in some uh, some mandos. Man, there was one hole last night. <laughs> you struggled. Yeah, uh, man, I would just could not get through the mandos. They well, were hard mandos too. Mandatory gaps are kind of controversial because some people say your course should be set up to force that shot, but then the mandos are kind of easy to like quick and simple things to make a particular hole harder. That would have been a hard hole either way. Mm-hmm. Because there was like two sets of guardian. It's like yeah. So this hole he's talking about is at the edge of a baseball field. Um, so there's a field outside of the baseball field, and then there's a tree line, and we're like in the corner. So you got to go through one side of the tree line, get into the open, and then go back to the other side of the tree line. So it's like this big S is what the mandatory gap's trying to get you to do, but Will's shots kind of just went straight for the basket, and it was still kind of tricky. There's some big trees right there. Yeah. But it it turns it from a par three to a par four, basically. Yeah. But it's fun. I mean, that is, though, if people, if you go to a driving range a lot, and you're like, oh, man, I'm crushing at the driving range, like playing somewhere big, open, long shots, and then you go play a course where you have to, like, shape a shot shape a shot, or get around or find a gap or something like that, and you're like, I cannot get that throw. Yeah. I don't It is, like, a lot of courses, very front course is, like, all big open fields with almost no trees that you really have to work around. There's a couple, like, low ceilings and trees, but um, Drew's home course has got a really good mix where, like, the first nine are kind of shorter and open with some trees, and then the back nine are a couple, like, longer open ones and then some, like, um, more technical woods. Yeah, I'd say the front nine is more, like, medium distance. Medium, yeah. Uh, It's not super crazy. Um, Maybe a lot of options for each hole basically but yeah. then you get to the back it's the fir- like eight nine and ten are long but then past that it's like shorter but a lot of trees it's a, lot a good of gaps. distance it's nice having like a couple of longer holes mm-hmm. there's like a 400 some and like two just over five yeah that's like but th- it makes it fun to like really chuck one a couple times but mm-hmm. you're not just whipping your arm the whole fucking time yeah that's you'll feel that after a long course that course uh the shannon course is a beginner friendly course more like beginner intermediate in between that but barry it's it's like you have 400 500 foot par threes it's like what are we doing here yeah you got to have an arm to play out there but then like you're saying at shannon it's more fun because barry's also college campus college kids the back course at barry is a little bit easier the front one it's so open but it's just big drives there's one that's so long like even that was the first course i played three drives even now i don't think i could get it done and under like five strokes it's like two or three drives and approach and then your putt yeah <laughs> it's crazy it's par four it's a par four i think it's is it like 700 or 800 feet I, it's pretty long I have no clue but it's long big open field yeah 
have you all started mapping i mean we have people that want to do sponsorships and stuff like that have you started mapping a course it's gonna be a huge undertaking i know i mean we talked about like yep. sponsoring whole this is what they do up in the northeast of certain parks is they had like holes sponsored yeah so it's like you can spawn and one people would sponsor multiple holes or whatever, like every other or something. But what it's I'm not seeing like you have to sponsor the whole dang course, but yeah, what I'm seeing right now is there's going to be a lot of clearing work similar to what we've done near down and dusty and air supply. <clears throat> weeks and weeks, if not months, we would clearing. have to do that to the whole phase two area basically. Yeah. And then, that's not accounting for moving those trees, doing something with them, whatever, and then getting the roots. I mean, I guess if we're doing it with machines, that's not an issue. But then there's the rocks, and then we have to introduce, like, good, decent grass. Otherwise, the weeds that are over there right now take over. So why don't we circle back? And then back. the consistent maintenance of all that. That's not going to be that bad, I think. I mean, you get a proper mowing setup, but... yeah. yeah. We circle back to the conversation, which I don't remember when we've had it, but I know we've had it. But I mean, there's a dang course built down the road. Why don't we just go talk with him and see how can we lease this from you for some type of thing? We maintain it when you're not playing your tournament. It's private when you're playing your tournament. We have access to nine holes. We run access to it out of our shop here, and we keep someone down there that, like, I don't know, checks it or something like that, or like, I don't know. Like lease it basically, so then we don't. I mean, he has a built thing. We all we have to do with then is go clear what's already out there, maintain it, and lease it from him when he's not using it for his tournament. That's definitely an option. I think he has it private for a reason, probably control yeah. thing. But um, which we can still control. So we, so we bring someone in that has the ability yeah. to control it or something. We find a way to control it. But like, it'd be an interesting conversation. I mean, it gets you access to start while we're trying to plan and build one here. It gets you access to start where it's like, yeah, you have to like check in here, get a code. That's how you get through a gate or something like that. I don't know. There's some way where we still control and know who's out there playing or we keep someone down there. That, mm -hmm. That's like you. That's like a shop employee on the weekend playing and checking people or something like that. But I don't know. But mm. I, I, that's the only thought is because that gets you going right away. And it's just making what's why, why I, don't, I mean, I don't think there's any rush. It's not like, like a rush. You know, but it's not like we we're dying, we need a course, we can't move on without a course. It just it would be a, a nice to have. And I think we've seen that the support for it is there. Mm -hmm. I think <clears throat> But it's just a fully built course where it's like until we have our own built one like here in Deck Shack, which is gonna take planning, cutting time which working into a yeah. schedule is still not a priority here which means it's i think we could work that i mean with what we've done with two baskets in the parking lot it's pretty cool mm -hmm. um, i agree with that i think maybe if we take the approach of doing some work on our free time clearing that doing it on our own so we're not messing with operations <clears throat> maybe clear a big area figure out how we can utilize one basket to get three holes or something. And then just keep like building on that, seeing what's seeing what works. Um, the interesting get conversation it playing, you get it going immediately is like one hole where they'll have two different places that you throw from and two different baskets in the same hole. Like I kind of like you're doing there, but 
Like, kind of like Oregon, but... There's a lot of ways to get multiple holes yeah. on the same course. Yeah. I think that kind of setup promotes, like, beginner, intermediate, advanced kind yeah. of, like, tee boxes. Mm -hmm. But I think we could set up one basket and then have, like, three completely separate tee boxes that all end at that basket, but it's a different shot mm -hmm. instead of just backing it up farther. Yeah. yeah. Do something like that. That could be cool realistically though like to get to get all that work done like we need we, we would need outside help we're yeah too busy trail work yeah to, i mean to, unless it's to do that unless it's your full three days off is here like doing that type of stuff right and then but that means it's just like no no time off yeah, I mean, there's not a huge rush for it. We have our mm -mm. we have our set list for basically till the end of the year. So realistically, it'd be like a next year, next two years kind of thing. Yeah. But I think maybe working with the Haywood Valley tournament down there would probably be something we could do. It just build it gauges interest too, or you can do something where like. If he wants to keep it private, where you like once a month, you can host a Jared's Place tournament out there at a full course. Yeah, and that gets like the conversation started <clears throat> yeah. or something like that, right? Where it's like, okay, it's not free play, but like you do your once or twice a season tournament, but then like once a month for our like special guests that come out a lot and play our three holes, we host a eighteen hole tournament or something like that. Something like that it just also just generates the conversation of like, I mean, he's obviously a part of the scene too, so. How, Mm -hmm. like, well, how can we help and use it as well yeah but yeah i don't know i do like the big open area not open open but like just doing a big bang and then saying okay how do we create like three or four holes from this space right but what's going to be hard here is obviously our clear-cut regrowth forest yeah. everything's so tight <clears throat> and then even <clears throat> at my home course the front nine is open like you were saying but there were still 50 60 trees that we were playing around it just yeah. didn't feel like it they were just properly yeah. spaced yeah properly spaced and huge yeah to the, like there are some low ceilings but mm -hmm. a lot of them like you don't really have to worry about the branches and leaves yeah and, i mean i guess with the pine trees it's not as bad they kind of especially now like they've shot up they they shoot up mm -hmm. and the when it's so thick and they don't really grow out yeah, um, I think that's just a factor of just playing disc golf. It's summertime, it's going to be harder than wintertime yeah. with the foliage and all that, but that's just part of it. Um, but it's going to be a lot of work. That's what I was getting at. But there is a lot of interest. Like, um, I just took a picture of the baskets inside the shop holding the putter, and I just said, oh, shit. And then there was like, 15 likes on it all people that ride here which is like oh you like disc golf and riding bikes i mean that seems to be a pretty popular combo i think it's a very big crossover thing i think we talked about it before like disc golf and fly fishing it seems to be one of those like those shared hobbies across outdoor sports yeah there's a couple of those but like mountain biking climbing rafting hiking in general like the shared shared hobbies like fly mm -hmm. fishing seems to be one it's a good like rest day or not a great weather day or something like that hobby when you're out in the mountains 
disc golf seems to be one. I mean, it, uh, three of four different bike parks we were at, they had disc golf at those as like an additional yep. summer activity to hiking and biking. It's just like a good summer activity add-in. Obviously, it's like north and out west at ski resorts. I don't think they do winter disc mm -hmm. golf, but just a great summer add-in activity. So you just see it getting added in as like, wow, like awesome day at the bike park drink a beer and go throw some disc golf at the end of the day yeah like you can still do that after you just got wrecked at the bike park or something like that <laughs> yeah. you know so it's a nice add-on sport rest day recovery sport i liked when we played in the morning when we started a little early and we went like got into the bike park at like 11 that was like a hiking Bolton. Bolton. yeah that was a good nice warm-up start to it. the day like had some coffee when hiked around and then your went arms road. loose mm -hmm. you're walking around it was cool it worked out well yeah, yeah. I think we could do something pretty cool with that, but it'll take some time. Yep. So uh, back to a little bit of writing. You stayed out all day Friday, Friday, rode all day? Friday, yeah. Riding? <laughs> oh, stay out. It was all a day Friday? Busy weekend for me, yeah. It was, yeah. Friday, How was that? Friday. What, my weekend? No, riding all day Friday. It was good. Yeah. I rode the whole day on my downhill bike out here. It's crazy. It's crazy. <laughs> I don't normally do that, but. We had that was Didn't we talked about top left. We talked about Very the bridge good. on last week's podcast. Wasn't it done by then? Yep. Yeah. But the bridge actually turned out really good. Yep. Stoked on that. Yeah. Drew and Jason killed it. A lot of people were excited about that. I know Rob Rob reached out when uh we posted the podcast. He was excited enough that he reached out to the boys of Jared's place, and I don't think we responded fast enough. So then he took that and forwarded it to me and reached out to me <laughs> and asked specifically if it was the drop before the step up. I was like, yeah. And he goes, it's like y'all are building a park specific for me. It's like a lot of people have gotten wrecked there. He's like, yeah. I think Rob's friend got crashed really bad. On okay. That. Yeah. That's what uh, a lot of, I mean, we, we had to fix it for a reason, but, um, but yeah. Josh got out. Was he riding with you Friday until he blew his tire up? No. Or was that Saturday? That was Saturday. He came to take pictures, and then he yeah. rode Saturday and blew his tire up. Yeah. Which I saw my teams is broken, I'll or I look. don't have access. I'll take a look at that after this. You guys have access to my Dropbox folder, though. I'm trying my best <laughs> to work on it for you. <laughs> um, <laughs> just get it working once, and then it'll work after that. Yeah. Um, then it rained Saturday. And then it was beautiful on Sunday. Yeah. Yeah, yeah buddy. Turn, turn, everyone said dirt turned perfect. Got almost two trucks running on Sunday. Mm -hmm. It's really nice. You said you might come out. You didn't come out. I know. Yep. <laughs> yep. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I was just enjoying my time off. <laughs> A lot of laziness and sitting around. Good and stuff. Getting the house organized and catching up on some, like, two weeks of lawn maintenance. It was great. Good weekend. But, so you went to, what was Ride Birmingham had a race on Saturday? Yeah, they had the little Saturday race league. Josh said you needed to go there and be nice. Were you nice? nice? Yeah. <laughs> I got some laps in with Hobie. I got some laps in. Um, oh, God. Lawson? You ride with Lawson? I actually did, yeah. I Lawson was there. Lawson raised. Mm -hmm. I saw he won his age yeah, group. He yeah, he won. Andrew. Got some oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, the trail Sorry, builder Andrew. out there? Yeah. Blanking on your name. Um, you got yeah. podium in the e-bike class, first place? 
won the whole thing by five seconds. Did you? Yeah. It wasn't huge. I think there was like 29 people, but. That's not bad. That's it was a, good, a fun course. What did they do? Uh, Science uh, into peak, the big step peak up. Two, um, something into shake and bake. It was like a blue trail and then a little, Andrew had put in a little sneaky cut across into shake and bake. It was a good little course. And I think my time was like 59 seconds. Nice. Fast. Fun. Mm-hmm. I got in 30 miles, 30 miles total on the day. Killed two batteries. It's a good day for me. Oh, yeah. yeah. They have a lot of like things where their trails stack up on each other so they can do like cutovers and like yeah. sneaky intersections and stuff like that. Yeah. They have it for the mountain over there, right? BM has stuff packed on top of each other. Like they have some fun they stuff. They have a lot to offer. They just got. They have some sketch stuff that I don't love, but some of it's really awesome too. There's some like incredibly technical yeah. jank. Yeah. Like huge, just huge hucks out of nowhere. <laughs> um and then a lot of like their blue trails are pretty awesome mm-hmm. there's some really fun blue and black um i only spent a day i want to go Canuga, back they just they resurfaced like the top half of Canuga, but the whole trail is actually running really good and that was a fun one to get some laps on that was my favorite i think down there i think they were working that when i was there so you could run like the first two turns and go on to one of the other trails and then you didn't get to run the rest of it yeah so you didn't get to run the good part of it <laughs> but it was a fun day the top's really fun of canuga canuga yeah mm-hmm. um but it was a fun day out there like it was nice just getting to know it. i'd like to go back and ride it again um but i like I wasn't dial jumping. I think it was like my second or third day on the e-bike too. So like, I definitely probably feel a little better out there now. Probably. They've got a good variety of jumps too. Like Canuga is incredibly mellow and good for beginners. Like they're still decently sized, but the the lips are so flat. Like you don't have to worry about anything. And then they've got some more poppy stuff and some bigger gaps that are fun. Mm-hmm. It was funny good when I was variety. there, like I was not dialed and like was still not an amazing jumper it wasn't a crazy jumper then and andrew's like yeah i think i rode with andrew and he was like towing me down some of the more technical jump lines and he was, i was just like yeah i'm just like i don't know it that well because he knows it perfectly and so he's just like sending everything hitting all the side hits and stuff like that and i'm like casing shit losing flow he's like yeah if you can just like no brakes it and rip it all the way through there and i'm like i just yep i'm casing stuff i don't have the flow yet <laughs> just knowing it like some of their stuff you just have to kind of run it a couple of times and figure it out a little bit. Yep. And then Sunday, I think I spent like 11 hours straight in the garage. Got the top end rebuilt, full, uh, full kit on the 400 and new tires on. It was a good day. Some engine work and some tires. Mm-hmm. Hey, and you took it out for a rip yesterday, the day before? The day before yesterday. I go a little... Need about another hour, and then we'll do a oil change. And it's all running good. It's amazing. Nice. I think it. I think it. It had lost a little bit of compression before, and it wasn't running the best. There's one jump at Highland that I need to. I'm gonna go out there at some point this weekend, just to ride. But there's one jump I think it'll be my judge that I could get at one point, and then last time I was there, I just could not get. So I think that'll be the the true butt dino test. See if you actually got some <laughs> power back or not. Yeah, yeah. But it, it feels more powerful. I can pick up the front wheel in third gear, 
like mid throttle uh, with no clutch now, which that's a that's a change. So nice. Good. The new tires are fun. I'm sure. Yeah. You gonna do any races any soon? Anytime soon or anything? Any fall races on that thing? Uh, you know, I might. I think it's our Halloween jam day, but there's a, I think it's a seven hour race, endurance race. I might go do. Gross. You say gross? Yeah. (laughs) I'll 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 probably do some some sorks or some worn over the winter. I like dirt bike racing. It's pretty fun. I don't go out to go fast, but it's good to ride different stuff. Yeah, have a challenge, something to work for, and stuff. Yep. For sure. So we got our first race of the fall season this Saturday. Is that at 11? Mm-hmm. 11 a.m.? It is. And it's not confirmed, but it's going to be either Simple or Armucci. So there's your, there's your, I'm letting you know what we're riding. There it is. Bam, done. <laughs> nice. Yeah, come on out. Saturday at 11. And it's uh second race is the following week, and we have them stacked up every Saturday until like for three weeks, three weeks in a row, and then there's a break or pull it up, Drew. Three or four weeks, but um, it was October twenty first. That doesn't have a race because yeah. that's quick six. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't need to pull it up. Yeah, no. He's right, man. It's on our events page too. Yep. Igor's mustache on at least on the web views busting through some of those events, but uh, we have an events page. <laughs> basic um that's good <laughs> but uh it's on our main menu you can find the events um with all the stuff coming up but we got the race league coming up go nuts practice and xc and downhill on one day and enduro on sunday that's coming up in december november after the yeah. november 25th and 26th yeah, i think 24th practice 25th 26 are race days. 23rd is Thanksgiving. Something like that. I think so. Saturday will be downhill cross country, cross mm-hmm. country in the morning, downhill in the afternoon, and Sunday will be enduro. Mm-hmm. Be no pre ride for enduro on Saturday, but there will be pre ride for downhill in the morning. Mm-hmm. It's going to be a hectic weekend. I said, I mean, it'll be a hectic weekend. I said, just, I mean, planning wise, the Friday practice day, going to be crazy. Um, and that then, whole week, well, we're gonna be closed on Thursday because it's Thanksgiving, so Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday before also will be pretty crazy. Wednesday, I think, but I see Wednesday and Friday being two crazy days for us. I told Josh, I was like, plan an extra shuttle truck and stuff like that, yeah. So, because that's especially if Enduro can't pre ride on Saturday, um, and it's gonna be open to the public too on yeah, Thursday Friday or on Friday. Be- nutty and and he said open the public friday too so yikes which is cool i mean i'm a big fan of like racers being able to bring their friends to pre-ride with them and stuff like that yeah so but it just means it's going to be crowded my expectations who's who knows we'll see yeah but that'll be fun though hopefully we get another rainy race yeah hell yeah <laughs> i was looking back at the photos from that was a fun one huh our, our last go nuts, and that was a fun one to watch. It's a mess of it. Yeah, I mean, it ended up in the day not being that messy, but it just was practice. Pre ride was and a price, brutal. And morning of, and and the pre ride yeah. and everything was just a mess. But yeah. Well, what y'all got for the rest of the week? 
cut this up here now. I get you all off your lunch break and back to work. Back to work. You got to keep chugging along on that climb trail. Yeah. Yep. Y'all gonna get over there soon and start finishing behind him. Yep. And then he'll probably peel off and head over to Flag of the Downhill Course, baby. Let's go. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. We're about to be uh, in that season. Yeah. Get ourselves a true downhill course. Now, the real question is. Once we have the full downhill course, do we leave it closed until the race? That way it can develop and start fully fresh for the race. Or do we open it and let it develop? Leave it. Under leave four it, to people skipping down. Leave it closed because then the only people that can ride it is us. Yeah, man. Yeah. Y'all won't even be able to find the trail. Yeah. It's going to be crazy. It will be cool to watch it develop over the race day though i would like to yeah. see that yeah it just like me. 100 tires on it all day yeah probably like that'd be pretty cool probably get a thousand laps on it first day or, a thousand laps dude. i mean that's just me personally i don't know about y'all gonna be doing, but. <laughs> i was see, doing the math i think my goal for next year is to hit a thousand laps here yeah get a little get the little clicker and count my laps yeah i think i would do it what do you this year I don't, I don't know. I've been uh, counting. <laughs> <laughs> what's, reckon, what's the math I, on that? Like, how many would you have to do a day? So, how many 365 days in a year? Which means you'd have to. Well, I'm not going to ride 365 days. I know, but so but basic math, that's where your starting point, right? So, you, you need to roughly do 21 laps a week. Yeah, that's easy. Yeah. Yeah. And you knock out 10 in an hour after work. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe maybe fifteen hundred, but if I I'm gonna, you're down there I'm gonna doing, track it. You're down there doing year, laps on drop zone. <laughs> no, so the the way you do it is mid mountain is one lap, top of mountain is one lap. So you get two laps for doing a full top to bottom. Senior or kids eat free is a half lap. How are you gonna track a halfie on your counter? You just do it I'm, twice. And it's full lap. <laughs> you just do it. That's the way I would track it. That's fair. Yeah. So we should come Boyd, up. Boyd will probably beat me anyway. But. Probably. We should try to come up with like some type of contest for our members and stuff like that. Like, I mean, I can easily go say most check-ins for the past six months or something like that. But like, Well, once you get your trail scanner thing with the code on the thing that tracks how many laps people are doing, then we can do it that way. We could. Yeah, do it that way. We could. Uh, but just like what is outside of that, what's like some type of challenge we could do? I think mm-hmm. I don't know, like a food challenge. How many slices of pizza can you eat? Yeah, get it. <laughs> yeah, that GoPro mounted on your handlebars, and how many tacos can you eat on the way down air supply? Oh my god, I like that. Yeah. Grilled cheeses would be easier. You know how much. <laughs> The toppings fall <laughs> off of the Taco Bell taco anyways. Yeah. That thing's just going to be just taco shell going down there. So supply. part of it is inventing a nice gyroscopic table for your tacos so you don't make a mess <laughs> while you're eating them. That's silly. You do most laps in the day, but no one's ever going to beat Honest. Michael McGarry's 1,000 yeah. laps in one day. 150 mile, 12-hour day. Yeah, that's yeah. fair. I don't know. I was just singing. It's like basically like an engagement contest or something like that. Yeah. 
think on it. I think next year, like something that might be fun for the race series is to do like instead of like a a spring, summer, fall series of their own, do them as like one full series, just like split up into thirds. So you track like points for the whole season. You can still do like mid season results and awards, but then do like a full year. Like yeah, all the races, all the points combined. Or I mean, just make it an even more complicated thing. So, like at the end of the first third, so like fall, um, you have a placement for that, and then based off of your placement for that series is points. And so across one, two, or three series, those points add up for championship, basically. Oh yeah. Right. So you get first place. That equals. Uh, but it could like if you did it that way, then you could balance the like people missing it out. You know, mm-hmm. you, you throw out your two worst races from the whole year. Yeah, and then you take points out of that. Yeah, that's fair. I like it all of that like, culminating it up to like. There you go. Yeah, get them pumped. Get them all up in your face. Easy. All right, boys. Yeah, all right. Let's rein it in. Make sure this bad boy stays plugged in right there. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah i like something like that i can think on that i mean because you still get your season wins and stuff like that yeah. and then like trying to engage where it's like the more of the season races you come to the better off you are also yeah hmm. things to think on yep yeah yeah probably about time to get back to it huh yeah yeah that's about it all right I'm back to work. Yeah, thanks for hanging out. Let's back to work now. Okay, yeah. All right. Hope to see you all this weekend. Okay, yeah. Okay, you. Yeah.